Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 26th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is this time. Really, hour two of two. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use always. Our goal to promote God, family, and country and protect life, liberty, and property. We're telling everybody around the world it's time to repent and turn to God. If we do that, blessings are sure to follow. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic. Kurt's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You are very welcome, my friend. Um, This is an interesting headline. Two-thirds of American employees regret their college degrees, writes a lady by the name of Sarah Min. Kurt? Well, yes, Sam, and this, you know, kind of leads into the whole uh, education topic that we enjoy so much, uh, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, in red pill kind of uh, oh, flavor, yes, if you will. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, we bring it up simply that uh, people should question, uh, you know, the standard norms and, uh, you know, this idea that you have to go and get thousands of dollars in debt, uh, you know, to uh, be some kind of a, you know, uh, I guess you could say acceptable to the world, uh, when uh, apparently, Sam, there's a lot of people that uh, have gotten those, you know, have fallen for that red pill, I guess you could say, and um, have found out that it wasn't as they were promised. You know what I mean? There you go. Amen. Anyway, what I find interesting, though, Kurt, is do they really regret their degree? Or do they just regret the time it took and the dollars that it took? And, you know, hey, they're paying for their student loans for, like, eternity, right? Is that kind of where the rub is? I think that's the main thing that you're talking about. I was thinking about uh, Patrick Henry and his, uh, you know, back in those days, he wanted to be an attorney the way I remember it. And I think he got it done in about six months or whatever, you know, and... uh, uh, you know, uh, these days, as far as I know, to be an attorney, it's going to take you about, I don't know, 20, I don't know, years, it seems like. And I don't know if you, you'll you be uh, qualified after that. Yeah, because you've got to go to Head Start you know, government-sponsored program when you're like two or three if you want to be anybody. Right? Great point. Then you got to go ahead and start kindergarten at five there. And you got to go ahead and go to what kindergarten and jump start or a head start, whatever. It is. And then you got to roll into the first through what twelfth grade, Kurt, twelve years, and uh, you know kindergarten thirteen years, and two years in the head start program, fifteen years, and then you got to go ahead and get a bachelor's degree, nineteen years, and that's if you get it all done in in record time, because usually degrees take a little longer than that these days, and, and now you're in debt with the eyeballs, and twenty, and you're not even ready to. Pass the bar. Now you got to go to school a couple of more years. Then you got to pass the bar, and and then when you get all ready to rock and roll, and they say it's hard for attorneys to even find spots to be now, Kurt. <laughs> and and you kind of go, oh, people regret getting a degree. I don't think they regret getting the degree. I think they regret the path that it took to get there and the dollars associated with getting there. In other words, at the end of that, 
There just ain't the rainbow they were promised there, Kurt. Mm. Like a massive bait and switch. You're going to be a rock it's star, like rich. News. Yeah. It's like education, fake news. Fake education. Mm-hmm. But when you get there, though, you're supposed to be like a rock star. You're supposed to like put Kurt Crosby, attorney at law. Or what do they say, Kurt Crosby? That's all it takes, baby. What do they put after that usually, Kurt Crosby? Esquire. Esquire. Yeah. And see, now you're like somebody famous, but, but you're not famous. And you're supposed to make all kinds of big bucks, but mm, there's a lot of other folks out there making big bucks. And it's hard to be the next big buck guy, Kurt. And, and so all that's going on. And then, hey, what are you going to do uh, with your attorney degree now, Kurt? Chase ambulances or... I mean, if you fight for the Constitution too hard, you might be disbarred, and someone will say you raped them somewhere, Kurt. They're just sad you didn't violently throw them on the ground is the problem. Bad rape, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to a good one, she intimates. I mean, she's crazy, Kurt. She's crazy. Anyway, uh, we bring this up, though, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't really believe people are regretful of having a degree. But the path to get there is what's psychotic to me. Um, one of the things I do in my family is send my children to private school after they get old enough. We, we homeschool them, and then when they get old enough to where I believe sometimes they, like my son's great at math. He's way better than I am. And, and at some point, he just gets smarter than I, and it's hard for me to help him. And he can do homeschool, but so we put him in a private school, and, the, and they excel quite a bit. And it helps them get a certificate, because that certificate's what you need for college if they want to go, right? And so it's, it's a tough row in our society to hoe, to get, you know. The I's dotted and the T's crossed for societal expectations and stuff. It's a very sad scenario from the get-go. Nevertheless, we graduate our kids in three years, not four, first of all. I know it's a small thing when you're talking about 12 years of, and we don't send our kids to, you know, kindergarten or any of that. And so, you know, normally a 13-year education, my kids get in probably, I don't know, nine years, Kurt, or eight years. Mm -hmm. So we chop off as much of that as we possibly can. The other problem that I have with it is everybody believes they have to have a bachelor's degree no matter what they want to do in life. And I disagree with that as well. Because on top of the 13 years, then you've got to have four years of a bachelor's degree or you're a nobody, supposedly. Um, I mean, you could have been somebody, you know, that kind of attitude. Yeah. Um, and, and that's 17 years. And, and I just say, look, there's ways to get the trade that you need. There's way, but they, they've made this elongated because it promotes the education sphere of our society. The problem is people just come out of it so far in debt. No wonder two thirds of American employees regret their college degrees. I don't think they they regret the degree as much as the time that it took. And then the dollars at the end, after you go to school for 17 years, get a bachelor's 18, 19 years and get a master's or even longer. When you get done, you got this massive debt that you have to pay for, for the next 20 years. So it's really a collegiate exercise of like 40 years almost, Kurt, by the time you're done. If you can get it paid off at all. If the jobs are there at the end of that rainbow in the first place. And I think you've hit it right on the head, Sam. There are uh, sub-headlines uh, for the CBS News piece, which is, you know, by the way, CBS News rare place where we get much, you know, useful information. Uh, but they do have that headline, which, you know, pretty much goes against this idea of uh, everybody going to college, you know. Uh, I don't think it'll be touted much and talked about much, but it it is original from them. And uh, sub-headline says, two-thirds of employees report regrets about their advanced degrees as Americans question the high cost of higher education. 
Well, welcome to the uh, table. Another subheadline: Student loan debt has ballooned to nearly 1.6 trillion nationwide in 2019, topping the list of regrets for employees. 1.6 trillion dollars. That is stratospheric dollars. And you know this. One of the main reasons they're bringing this up, Sam, is uh, you got some uh, Democrat uh, hopefuls for the presidency that are saying, "Hey, we'll just um, erase that." Debt now. Yeah, Sanders proposes bill to bail out one point six trillion dollars of student loan debt. To make the point, Kurt, this guy's a nutcase. And and um, you know, and then you've got uh, what uh, nobody's talking about saying, "Hey, let's just uh, pay off the uh, original investors in the Federal Reserve and have our own money." I mean, we couldn't do that. Uh, Good point. Now, the other thing I find fascinating about this is remember how I always tell you that, you know, government creates the problem, then we got to solve. Well, in this case, so government created the one point six trillion dollars in debt by one literally making it the thing to do to go to college and then funding college educations, making it available to everybody. And and they've created this one point six dollar balloon, which makes it more expensive and gets everybody in debt. And it's all government backed, Kurt. Mm hmm. Yeah, they say about 70% of college students graduated with student loan debt, uh, averaging about thirty-three grand per student. Um, and, um, you know, they say that people that are um, in those areas, Sam, like uh, science, technology, engineering, or math majors, they say who are more likely to enjoy higher salaries, you know, they're feeling like they got a return for their buck. We're least likely to report regrets. Now, those are the people that get a decent wage when they come out of college and they actually can find a job, right? Yeah. Uh, While those, it says, in the humanities were most likely. (laughs) So you studied up and you got your humanities degree and your um, roof and houses. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just... um, I guess you could say stupidity on turbo, I think. Uh, But, I mean, imagine people... um, wanting to pay you for something they want instead of, uh, you know, paying you for something that's not, um, well, marketable. Right, Sam? Hmm? Yes, and again, and to prove my point about the promises made and stuff like that, when the promises are kept, that's in the, in the cases you said which people are happy, Kurt, um, hmm. people are happy about it. When they get a job and they can actually pay their debts, they feel pretty good. It's when they don't get a yeah. job, when they can't pay their debts, and when the student loan is just like over their heads in a horrible way that they don't like it. That they're, so, you know, my point is, why can't we decrease the time it takes in college to get these degrees, Kurt, or to be educated? Do you really have to go to 13 years of school and then say you're not qualified for anything? And then do you really have to go to four or five or six or seven or eight or whatever, more years after that? Can't we consolidate this into, you know what, you go to school at, at, at seven and you get done at, or eight and you get done at 18 and you're done? I mean, isn't there a better way to, to reduce the cost and the scope and the expense and the... I mean, look, I don't need to know all these general... You go to college for two years. After 13 years of school, you go to college for two years to get your general ed. I thought after 13 years, I should have my general education, for crying out loud. If I don't, what on earth is going on around here? Of course, don't listen to me. I'm just an idiot, right? But I'm saying it's amazing. And nobody has that. An- Does that article have solutions or answers, Kurt? Because I got answers. Hold on. I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan 
the Mexico City policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, so you got CBS News, ladies and gentlemen. And these guys are talking about education. And they say two-thirds of American employees regret their college degrees. Sarah Min writes the article, and I'm saying to you, I get why. They're all in debt to their eyeballs. It takes forever to get the education. At the end of the rainbow, it's tough to get a job and pay it all back, and it's just disaster. Bernie Sanders proposes a taxpayer bailout of the $1.6-plus-trillion student loan debt that nobody can pay off. I submit that government and their involvement caused the catastrophe and the uh, moral hazard in, in the first place. But what is the solution to out-of-control college costs? And, Kurt, one of the things that we do so well on the radio is we highlight solutions uh, to these things. And I submit to you that we don't need to go to school for 13 years and then say, now you're ready to start your general education. So now you got two years. So you're at school 15 years, and all you have now is a general education. That is insanity, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start people working earlier. Let's have less time. And then the other thing they do is they go to school like nine months out of the year. So after your 15-year education, Kurt, every summer, you literally forget what you learned the previous year over three months. you got to spend the next month or two trying to catch back up where you were. Remind yourself and, and you know, that's four months every single year, five months every single year wasted. Why not go to school year-round? You can have some vacations along the way. Why have three months in the summer that, that you know, okay? And, and, and you look at this and you go, okay, now you got a 15-year education. You wasted three to four months every year. 
three months would be what, 25% of a 15-year? Okay, so you're talking about three or four years there. Four months, it's five years. You're talking about four or five years just flat out wasted. Why not put kids in school year-round? You could have a week or two vacation, three, four times a year, no problem. Uh, and, and why not then reduce the time that it takes since they don't have to do all that learning and everything else? You could easily get kids done in 10 years. No problem. And if you did it right in that 10 years, they could end up with the equivalent of a two-year college degree as well. It would not be that hard to get done. But see, the whole system is designed to milk the money out of the educated, or the educatee. Is that the right word, Kurt? Person getting educated? Are they called the educatee? That's fine with me. I, anyway, uh, the pupil is the way they like to say it in government school. The pupil. Hey, pupils. Um, the pupil, they're, okay, why should they go to school for so long? Isn't there a way to compress that time and, and use it more valuably? And then we also got to start to say, in the, in, the, in the ninth and tenth years of that education, can't we prepare them for what they might want to do in life, Kurt? Can't we make an, an exploratory opportunity to say, what do you want to do in life? Mm-hmm. You know, do you need to go get calculus so you can be a mortgage broker? Do you need, uh, you know, uh, ex- expanded, you know, AP English to go ahead and Build houses? Okay, I don't think so. And so what we're doing is we're, we're, we're pretending we have this highly educated society, and they're highly educated in many cases in things that just aren't necessary and don't matter. And when a kid says, hey, why am I doing this? It's a waste of time. I don't need to know calculus, or I don't need to know trigonometry, or I don't need to know, you know, physics. You know what? They may not need to know those things, Kurt. And it's hard for me to argue and say, yes, you do. The only thing we can fall back on is, well, you got to go to school to get social skills. Or we fall back on this. Well, don't worry. Um, you know, college teaches you how to think. You might not do calculus or you might not be a physicist, but it helps you know how to think, honey. And I'm thinking, isn't there a better way to help people know how to think, Kurt? Any ideas on that? Well, it seems like, Sam, there's so many solutions, but they're in the, uh, I guess you could call them the red pill section. Um, you know, you've got to basically look outside the uh, standard, um, you know, here's here's where you keep your glaze uh, aimed. And, you know, so you, if you're unwilling to look in places like homeschooling and private schooling and, and online education and things like that, then you're, you know, you're basically going to keep, getting the same old thing you've always got amen uh, but kurt uh, let me ask you was there any solutions in the article not that i saw sam see what on earth let me let me just ask you this this blatant kind of i mean it sounds like an offensive question and i don't mean it to be i mean it to be an honest inquiry question what on earth are you doing writing an article in the mainstream news telling people that two-thirds regret it it's just horrible and then not providing any ideas for solution or to change or to make it better? I don't. Know. To me, the whole but idea Sam, is just that's crazy. the way they do it all the time. I know, but why? I well, it's because uh, they've always done it that way, and they continue to. I mean, they want to basically stir up problems and uh, cause uh, wow. difficulties among peoples rather than find solutions. Hey, Kurt, you think. know how we get the four years done in three years. You know, I told you we do three years of high school and they get a diploma and we do four years of school and a private school in three years, right? I told, I've told i mentioned this yeah. on the air many times. You know how we do that? Right. 
you focus on it and get it done. Yeah, and we use the summer. take the summer off, you know. We do not take the yeah. summer off. And just so you know, a school year is nine months long, right? Well, that's right. But I would and, submit And so if we use the summer, though, mean, three years, nine mo- three months, three months, three months, that's your fourth year. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And, and you know, the thing that uh, so many people forget, uh, you just got to ask yourself this simple question. Do you remember when a buddy of yours, somebody you knew, got really sick? And they couldn't attend the government school, you know. They weren't able to be there because they were sick. They yeah, just they got their appendix out, out. And they were out for three weeks yeah, or whatever. whatever it was, you know, sure. maybe a month or whatever. Um, and yet um, then some, you know, teacher went by <clears throat> uh, their home and basically got them caught up in, I mean, it seemed like it was hours or at least days. It wasn't a month. Um and then you got to ask yourself a simple question, wait a minute, if uh, they got that whole month caught up in two days, um, why couldn't they have done the whole month in two days and, you know, get years done quicker, much quicker, even like you're talking about, but even on Turbo. Um, yeah. So I'm the saying point- you could have a two-year equivalent of a college degree and you could have all your high school and all, everything done. Why even separate it up into grade school and junior high school and high school? And then, you know, you do your first years of college. So you're, you're just doing your general ed there. Why break all that up into all these different stages? Why not just go to school for like 10 years year round, start when you're seven, get done when you're 17 or something like that. And the 10 years then gives you the equivalent of a two year degree. And now you can just start to focus on whatever you want to do in life. Now, I think it could even be compressed much further than that, Kurt. But I am pointing to an example. I've just chopped off one-third of the education by doing that alone. But I think you could compress it even further. I don't think it even takes the 10 years that I'm talking about. I'm just trying to illustrate a point. But it is amazing to me that there are no solutions at the table. Now, I provided the year-round solution. It also doesn't make any sense to have these buildings sit for three months just wasted every single year either. It's amazing. They build these expensive buildings, and 25% of the time, they're not even really used, Kurt. Does that make any sense to you? Now, it seems to me that if you were to do four... Well, it makes government sense, Sam. I guess you're right. If you did four-hour school, right, Um, and you were to stick to the basics, in other words, not do so much art and fun and recess and switching classes and lunch and all that they do. When you boil a school class, it's about four hours anyway. You could literally have a morning shift and an afternoon shift. And every six months you would switch so that everybody would get some of both or whatever. You could basically double the capacity of the school usage with an hour in between and still be done. You could do an eight to 12 and a one to five. And you could literally double the amount of students that could be in that school. And if you used it year-round now, I mean, you would not even need to build near as many schools, Kurt. And then if you did the flip technology where you allowed the students to work from home. Then you ruin the whole, uh, you know, you got the unions that need to build those schools. um, I don't need those. And they (laughs) support. I know. That's a good point. I don't need those at all. So I'm just saying that there are so many solutions. And here's the fascinating thing. Even if you say my solutions are bogus. Even if you don't like Sam's, you say Sam's just out in the weeds. He's not realistic. He's, um, how come I'm the one bringing solutions to the table? Where's all these other guys? I'm like a one-man think tank, man. 
where are all these other people? That where are all the educrats? That I mean, I'm just like redneck Joe out here. I'm nobody. Where's all the critical thinkers, the educrats that should know? Where, why aren't they coming up with these incredible opportunities and ideas? I mean, I don't even understand it. And Sanders just wants to bail out 1.6 trillion. And then what's the plan after that, Kurt? Just let it ramp up again, kind of like we did with um, Ronald Reagan, uh, you know, granting amnesty to illegals and then try to do it again under the Donald. Is that their plan? Wow. Sam and Kurt in seconds. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Special Counsel Robert Mueller will testify on July 17th before two House committees. The leader of the Russia probe will answer questions in public before the House Judiciary Panel and the Intelligence Committee. And then the sessions will be followed by closed-door meetings where lawmakers can discuss more sensitive subjects. President Trump setting off today for the G20 summit in Japan where he's to meet with the president of China. He says he thinks there are some issues that must still be resolved when it comes to trade with that nation. They have taken advantage of us as a country for so long. On average, this country is losing more than $500 billion a year with China. The president's comments on the Fox Business Network come not long after Treasury Chief Steve Mnuchin said the U.S. and China are near an agreement on a trade deal. And This is USA Radio News. Is your dad a Trump supporter? It's Father's Day, and whether you love him or hate him, Donald Trump is our 45th president and is making history in our lifetime. Noble Gold has the perfect gift for dad, a minted exclusive collector's piece, the Trump Freedom Coin. One side depicts an image of Donald J. Trump, while the other side lists all his major achievements at less than $40 for each silver coin. This makes a perfect gift for dads as well as grads. This commemorative limited edition one-ounce silver coin is the only presidential Trump coin made up of 99.9% silver, not silver plus. And IRA approved. As the price of silver rises, so will the value of these coins. These silver coins, priced at less than $40, are a perfect gift for anyone. Act now. Go to TrumpCoin2020.com and use code 2020 to get $5 off now. That's TrumpCoin2020.com. It's the perfect gift for your dad, the presidential Trump coin. Just go to TrumpCoin2020.com and use code 2020 to get $5 off now. TrumpCoin2020.com, code 2020. The Pentagon says two American soldiers have been killed in Afghanistan. No information given on how they died and their names are being withheld. At least six U.S. service members have been killed in Afghanistan in 2019. The search continues for 23-year-old Mackenzie Lewick, a California woman who disappeared while visiting the Salt Lake City area over a week ago. The assistant police chief in Salt Lake City, Tim Dowd, says they're doing everything they can to try to find her. Detectives have listed McKinsey in the national database as missing and are exploring all avenues of investigative techniques, including writing and serving various warrants, talking to friends and family, and checking social media. The first Democratic presidential debate will be in Miami tonight and tomorrow. Ten of the Dems will debate tonight. The other ten will be on the stage tomorrow, starting at 9 o'clock Eastern both nights. It'll be seen on NBC Networks. This is USA Radio News.
Kurt, my wife, wisely shot down my argument, Kurt. What shot down your argument? My wife. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, how's she that? She said, that, look, uh, honey, there's a fly in your ointment. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. She says, there's a fly in your ointment. This idea of going to school half day, the problem is you lose your government babysitters if you do that. That's right, Sam. Hate to admit you know, it, she's yeah. spot on, but I got an answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. She's right as rain that that's what's going on. And that's why we have indoctrinated children that don't understand the supreme law of our land, that don't understand that God, family, and country matter most, uh, that don't understand how to protect life, liberty, and property because they're indoctrinated by the government that wants to continue to perpetuate this unsolvable problem, Kurt. And to bring it right around to the story that we were talking about, it's why these uh, same children, they finally find themselves with a degree and everything, and they find out they kind of feel like it was fake news, Sam. They've been lied to. Kind of feel? Years. Well, that's or they what totally CBS's feel like report. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I was thinking when we were talking about it earlier, I was thinking about John Taylor Gatto, you know? Yes, sir. And, uh, you know. By the way, uh, a great educator with solutions, Kurt. Yeah, you can look them up on YouTube. You can see, like, there's a five-hour, 47-minute interview. There's, you know, shorter ones and stuff like that. But here's the State Teacher of the Year in New York back in 1991. And he delivers his conclusions and insights into forced schooling after 30 years of being in there. And I'm telling you, that guy will rock your boat in the uh, education world. But, you know, I remember... Um, when we first heard him way back then, uh, you know, he was brought into town by the big homeschool conventions and stuff. But boy, the, uh, you know, the state, you know, and the education establishment. They were like dying to meet with him for solutions, weren't they, Kurt? Not, you know, they didn't, uh, not unless he was selling their Yeah, what's that term, persona non grata or something? That's it, exactly. Is it. that how you know, <laughs> this guy? He, he went off the reservation, you know. He, he in my opinion, he stood guy. he stood tall for truth, but that's me. I mean, the guy rented Carnegie Hall, Sam. Uh, he rented Carnegie Hall to basically bring these ideas forward, and I mean, it was just it's impressive. But yes, it if is. People are unwilling to look. You know, and if they want to keep the blinders on, then they won't see the solutions. Then they'll be going, man, you know. I'm and then they'll say, this is horrible, won't they, Kurt? Yeah, that's right. Okay, now, here's the interesting mm-hmm. thing to my wife's um, argument. Her point is right. It's sad that her point is right, but it is spot on. But I would respond this way. What about then uh, in the other half of the day when the kids are so free with time, rather than having them go home and play video games or whatever else, what if we put them in a place where they could help tutor other children? I mean, they say that the best way to make sure you know something is to teach it, right, Kurt? Exactly, Sam. And, and maybe kids could help each other with their homework. <laughs> Interesting. They don't allow homeschool. They just allow homework, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Anyway, I find it fascinating. But what about the students helping each other with that kind of stuff? Uh, and what about then sending children off, uh, especially when they get a little bit older, to like apprenticeships? Now, you got the minimum wage in the way. But if you got rid of that bogus thing, you know, uh, regulation by government in the first place, then I could take a kid and maybe I don't even pay him or maybe I only pay him a couple of bucks an hour. Who knows? But now they're able to learn in the real workforce. And now when they get out of their 10-year 
time in school year round that I'm talking about instead of 15 years wasting all your summers and all this kind of stuff. At the end of it, you have a resume where you can say, hey, I worked for Liberty News Radio uh, for three years as a radio producer. I learned how to gather and collect news, and I know a little bit about the new media. I know about Facebook and Twitter and, and uh, podcasting, and I, you know, I've got this. In fact, I've even done a couple of commercials for a few clients, and, and now they've got this resume and portfolio to go along with there. Education. And, and one person says, I love it. I want to be in radio and media. And the other person says, you know what? I really enjoyed it. It was a great learning experience, but it's not for me. That's okay. But what's wrong with them? Maybe making nothing, but having that add to their resume, or maybe making a couple of bucks if, if the business feels like it could make some sense. What about those kind of apprenticeships and those kind of opportunities? And, and what about teaching other students? You know, you could have the older students help the younger students do their homework and get that tutoring. Right now, what you got to do on top of the government schools that cost so much money, on top of the, the long days of wasted time, then you got to pay for a tutor outside of all that, right? But what about teaching children that it's time, if you know math really well or, or science or history or English or, you know, literature or whatever the case may be, creative writing or whatever, um, portfolio, you know, I can go on and on, right? Um, what if you were to believe this idea that it's, it's time to give back to society? By service, Kurt, but you learn to invest in society because you believe that, that, that I'm on the earth to give, not necessarily to take. Now, I, I'm grateful that I get gifts from others and, and stuff, but I'm on the earth to give and to serve. And, and what about that idea? See? Mm. And, and what if we focused more on those kind of things? So there's answers to my wife's flying the ointment. She's right about the point that, hey, you lose all your government babysitters. But I would submit to you that there are other options and solutions. Right now, what do we do? Well, we put them in these, you know, football and basketball and baseball and soccer and and debate and dance and karate and i mean i don't know i can go on forever right clogging and you know whatever um there's other ways to be involved in, in, in a way um there's also other things that could be done that could be hosted in the private sector there's so many solutions it's shocking and we've highlighted some of the solutions uh, what's that program the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has? What's it called again? BYU Pathway. Okay, so they got Brigham Young University Pathway, BYU Pathway. There's another way to get kind of a start. And, and there's so many options and solutions. It is amazing. I don't want to spend forever on it. I'm just telling you, when they say, or when we say, what's the solution to out-of-control college costs? I got the answer now. Let me throw out another idea. Imagine, Kurt, that I as a business say I'm going to help a few kids at a time. Uh, get through their college. And um, you're going to work for me while you're in college, Kurt. And I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to pay for your tuition. You're not going to get cash from me, but you are going to get your tuition paid. And now, sure, it's hard to go to school and work at the same time. You got your plate full. But now when you get done, you don't have a bunch of debt hanging around your neck. And you've got some work experience and a resume to back it up. What about those ideas? And now I'm funding college. Why? Because I'm investing in society and investing, investing in a great workforce for the future. And we don't need government funding of education and debt at all, Kurt. By the way, in the old days, Very they called those bad. apprenticeships. I'm not coming up with a new novel idea. I'm just trying to bring it back and make it popular again because it's good and honorable. And one of the solutions to out-of-control college costs. All right, Pat Buchanan wrote an incredible article. Kurt, did you see it? 
I don't remember. All right. The headline lady. says this. It's Pat Buchanan that wrote it, and it says Trump, war president or anti-interventionist. Trump, war president or anti-interventionist. Um, the article talks about Donald is at a crossroads right now, Kurt. He can either capitulate to the war hawks surrounding him uh, and become a what war president, or... He can be known as the great modern-day anti-interventionist. And he can, well, continue the legacy that he just started. When he pulled back big time from attacking Iraq, um, what is it, Iraq? No, Iran this time. Iran this time. We attacked Iraq years ago, right? Um, and he pulled back from attacking Iran. Pat Buchanan writes how he, uh, he um, went back to his, his gut instincts, and he wisely pulled back from that war. And uh, Pat Buchanan praises the wisdom of backing away from that and the wisdom of, of becoming a non-interventionist. And he, and he really appealed to the Donald and said, you know what, this was great. Even despite all the hawks around Donald, Donald did the right thing. And Donald has, can either continue that legacy or he can cave to the hawks. And he writes how we very well could still get into a war with Iraq and how horrible it would be if we did. But that Donald's on the right track with his instincts and we pray to support him in those efforts that he can become not the war president, but that he can be known as the great anti-interventionist. It's an incredible column, Kurt, and I agree with Pat Buchanan completely, sir. Imagine that, Sam. I thought it was pretty neat, personally. Do you think he articulated what the, the real questions on our minds are? I am so proud of Donald for pulling back from that war, Kurt. He was, he was literally minutes away from attacking, I believe, unjustly. And he wisely went, you know what? I don't want all those people to die. I don't think war's a good thing. And he's going back to kind of the campaign trail-esque views that he had, Kurt, and I commend him for it. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. And, uh, you know, you wonder about all those... You know, people praying for the. You wonder about all those people praying for the president. Yes, and, sir. Uh, do you think any of that might help? I have a feeling that that's probably the key to the turning point, personally. But that's just my opinion. I don't have any proof of it. But I know this: it helped at the least, and it's the key to the turning point at the most. And it's probably the truth is somewhere in between, right? But no doubt, the power of prayer shall not be underestimated on this program. Liberty Roundtable Live. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements and speakers in the spirit of transparency all expenditures are published patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to give me liberty fund members our greatest strength is in numbers go to givemelibertyfund.com and become part of the solution today givemelibertyfund.com participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world Kosher. Certified. 
put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-C-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying, shh, let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Co-Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities, and it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC, not kosher certified. Now to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name, and that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com. All right, long-time aide for the Donald. Her name is Stephanie Grisham. She will succeed Sanders as press secretary, Kurt. Now, I think they should have had uh, somebody else there. Uh, how much do you know about Stephanie, Kurt? Hmm, uh, very little to say. All right, I studied up on her. Let me give you a little bit of an update, and then you can give, provide some commentary on this thing. So Stephanie um, uh, was she's from Arizona first of all. She's been in politics for a long time, uh, and she uh, helped with Donald's transition campaign. Well, she helped with the um, Mitt Romney campaign back in 2012. So you know she's a midite. And then she went to the Donald early, and well, she got paid while she was working for helping Donald and all that kind of stuff. So she was involved in the Donald transition team as well. And then she was with Donald, and then, um, well, Melania asked for her. So she got transferred from Donald to Melania's team for a while, Kurt. And Donald was sad that she went, but said she's in great hands with Melania. And I would agree with that, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and now she's coming back to the Donald uh, to be the press secretary. Now, the interesting thing about her in her personal life is I guess she's a divorced mother of two. And uh, she's had some uh, DUIs on her record. Uh, but other than that, uh, she's supposed to be a good person, and, and, and there you go. Again, I don't know that this is draining the swamp, but they say she's a master at handling the media, Kurt. All right. So there's the well. summary of Stephanie Grisham. Hmm. And again, I don't know. It just seems like we continue and continue and continue. Tapping a, a, a person that worked on the Romney campaign doesn't impress me much, Kurt. No... Doesn't. And I'm not here to attack her for her divorce. I don't know the circumstances surrounding that. I don't know if that's her fault or not. But she is a mother, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about the DUIs, if they're real or if they're made up. You know, I mean, I hear all kinds of things about people that are just made up fake news, Kurt. I mean, look at Roy Moore. So I'm not going to give a lot of the personal life stuff any credence. Um, it may or may not be true. And even if it is true, does she have the opportunity to overcome and repent from those things, Kurt? And in my world, she does. In other people's worlds, uh, she does if she's a... Liberal. She does not if she's a conservative, right? Good point. Isn't that how they roll? And so, I think it is. But I hope uh, the best for Stephanie, and I hope that we can get you know uh, back on track. I hope we can reject the narrative, just like we want to just upset the narrative on education, Kurt. Disrupt the narrative and provide solutions, and, and, and in my opinion, take back the narrative and put it on track for, for answers and solutions and opportunity and 
I want to do the same thing with this. I hope she doesn't just go back to normal press briefings and, well, it's just here from the CNN and the Fox and the, the standard mainstream press that Donald dubbed the enemy. Um, I hope we can shake it up and do something different, as you say. Roll out information from the White House webpage. Let Donald Trump tweet. Let um, other people do interviews. You know, Donald and Stephanie, you're welcome on Liberty Roundtable Live at my expense. And if you say, oh, Sam, you're too little. You don't matter at all. All right, well, I just got done on the break booking Ted. He'll be here tomorrow. Ted Nugent, ladies and gentlemen, second hour, second half of the hour. He's standing up for former Congressman Steve Stockman, who's a personal good friend. So, you know, you could say that I'm a nobody. You could say that this broadcast is so teeny it mattereth not, which is what they like to say um, from time to time when they dismiss us. But I, like former Judge Roy Moore, uh, who's running for Senate in Alabama, who was on with us yesterday, I, like him, would say, if we're of no consequence, then why do you keep worrying about us, folks? Why do you keep uh, uh, trashing us and attacking us and as if you know we're so small we don't matter, but you want to spend your time to make sure that we don't matter or what? I mean, what I mean is, how come in just, the, just the name, Liberty Roundtable Live, puts these people in a panic, doesn't it, Kurt? Yep. How come if we're nobody, Kurt, if we don't matter? And I look at former Congressman Steve Stockman, who's been on this broadcast live from jail. We put on uh, Ammon Bundy live from the refuge, live from jail, live once he's free. We syndicate in partnership with Loving Liberty Radio Network, Ammon Bundy's radio program now, Kurt. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. So we got that done. Okay, and, and so we're... Then Roy Moore comes on live. Former Congressman Steve Stockman comes on live. Uh, you know, we're live at the Republican National Convention. We're live at the Donald Trump inauguration. CNN's bringing us water and, and supplying the food for us while we're broadcasting live from the Republican Convention. And I'm grateful for them doing that. No, that was very kind of them to supply food to all the mainstream media that was there, including us. Um, but if we're nobody's, then A. Ted Nugent's coming on tomorrow. Um, I just kind of wonder, how does all that work? Pat Buchanan doing a phenomenal job. We commend him for his leadership. And I pray that President Trump... Oh, by the way, both of President Trump's sons have been on this broadcast. Both of them. In fact, Donald Trump Jr. thought it was so important to be on Liberty Roundtable Live, he decided to spend time with us on Super Tuesday. That's the big election primary day, isn't it, Kurt? Well, yeah, it's certainly a big one. Okay, so he was on with us during that. If we're nobody, why would he do a thing like that? You know, anyway, um, but longtime aide Stephanie Grisham will succeed Sanders as press secretary. And I hope Stephanie can shake it up. I hope she's a little more in the media than uh, Hope Hicks was. Hope was kind of chicken of the media. I invited Hope on the program and she wouldn't even respond to me. Although, you know, she first tried to attack us and then we had to set the record straight and she had to back away quickly and and tell everybody that we're a patriotic, well-known radio broadcast. Well, she's right about that. But nevertheless, I hope and wish the best for Stephanie and crew. And Kurt wants to see about good news. A cop gets shot. Well, that's not the good news. The good news follows. Kurt? Well, yes, Sam. And, uh, you know, a story like this um, you'd think would get, you know, a lot of play because, well, it it is good news, right? Yes, sir. Uh, But, you know, that's that's where you'd be wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Um, in this case, um, you know, this, uh, this story um, has a happy ending. And, uh, you know, happy endings are not 
what they're talking about here. The headline reads, Cop gets shot. Armed citizens comes... Armed citizen, I'm sorry, comes to her rescue. Now, this is Dateline Defense Maven, Winston, Missouri. Um, I, I think Defense Maven is the... Uh, source of it. Winston, Missouri is the dateline. Um, and, you know, World Net Daily puts on there good news. And it says a legally armed citizen um, helped save a wounded police officer from the inmate who shot her and tried to force her to help him escape. Now, um, the subheadline says without even firing his weapon, now, just Kurt, by that, pointing it. That to me at is a suspect. critical point, though. Right. He didn't have to fire a shot to defend. And this cop's a lady. And this gentleman steps up to the plate without firing a shot and defends the cop and stops the thug. Now, the attack occurred just after 3 p.m. as 24-year-old Trenton Police Department Officer Jasmine Diab was transporting an inmate from the Trenton Jail to the Mosaic Hospital in St. Joseph for a mental evaluation. This is according to WDAF, must be a local station there. Officer Diab was approximately 30 minutes into the transport when the restrained inmate... 38-year-old Jamie Griffin managed to gain control of the officer's duty weapon inside the transport vehicle, according to WDAF. Do you want to make any comments about this story? Well, how that would happen in the first place, I don't know. Were there any other cops there to help? I'm not so sure that a female transporting uh, somebody by herself is a good idea in the first place. I mean, even when you're a little kid and you go to the swimming pool, where you ask your mommy and daddy if you can walk to the store, they say, well, take your brother or sister with you. you got to have the buddy system, right? So, I mean, I don't That's even exactly understand right. the parameters that got to this in the first place. I think it's um, kind of a bad idea. But nevertheless, um, he somehow, and I don't understand how he got close enough to her to get the gun and how he wasn't restrained. I mean, there's so many areas in which I got a question, even to get here in the first place, Kurt. But in our modern day, under the feminist idea, I mean, I don't dare question any of this, do I, Kurt? Well, that's the key point that I wanted to bring out, Sam, is, I mean, in the days of old, you know, you got your guys like Sheriff Mack, uh, guys like, um, you know, Marshall Dillon or whatever. They were the, you know, uh, law enforcement or the sheriff or whatever. And, and they weren't, you know, just little guys. and uh, They certainly weren't ladies from the, you know, local town or whatever. Uh and that is because, Sam, they're typically not as strong as those bad guys that they'd have to deal with. Did oh, you know man, that? admitting that's rough. But you're right. And and here's the case where this lady, she's, you know, Jasmine, you know, she's probably been through all the training and everything, but she gets overpowered by a 38-year-old guy. She's 24, you know, but I'll bet she's quite a bit smaller. Even if she's got her service weapon you know this guy's got bigger muscles sam yeah and he you know overpowered her and didn't say nothing to the idea of well how come there's not at least two people there um you know i mean you see in the even in the old days of adam 12 or whatever they got two cops well, they're working course. together but now you know i mean you can do that i guess uh but you know, there's nothing in that story, the story about that, but at least they 
point out that, you know, the individual, a, a nice person, a legally armed citizen, helped now, save repeat this that. wounded. Say that again. A, a legally armed citizen that is correct. helped save a wounded police officer. And then that's why I always say the answer is good guys with guns, Kurt. That's exactly It just right. is. And even when you say, well, no, Sam, we can't have a citizenry do that. Um, the only time these crimes are stopped is when a cop comes with a gun, right? <clears throat> That's exactly and right. I, you know, so, or somebody else with a gun that, you know, is... is uh, Remember that one church shooting back in, I don't know, it was Arkansas or whatever, and the guy across the street, there's all this shooting going on, and he brings his gun and starts... You know, returning fire, and the guy fled, right? You yes, know? sir. I mean, you see it so many times. All right, headline, but. CNN reporter. Fox News is a beast with many heads. Claims popular network is controlled by Trump White House. Do you want to respond to this, Kurt? Well, you know, the bottom line is I think people need to understand that these entities are big business entities, and they're made to make a lot of money. They're not necessarily just a, made to inform you. I mean, they look and say, hey, where can we, if we have, um, you know, hosts from all areas, maybe we'll get money from everybody. And that's what they're all about is money. It's, you know, a product, right? Yeah, and I find the idea that Fox is the one that's a multi-headed beast is kind of comical. I mean... Fox right. pretends to be conservative, and they're as liberal as they are conservative, etc., etc. CNN doesn't even pretend to have any conservatism in it. But they're all organs of the mainstream press. They're all part and parcel to promoting the swamp. Is anybody going to highlight that, Kurt? I didn't think so. I don't think so, do you? Of course not. That's why we must do the job. Got to wrestle with the hogs. Got to get it done, ladies and gentlemen. Got to stand for the sacred cause of liberty and call everybody to repentance. And tell everybody to please, please, please turn to God, family, and country, would you? Liberty Roundtable Live is supported by you folks. Every penny will help grow our presence in the media. We have day jobs, but need your support. It's expensive to run radio programs. I'll tell you that right now. LibertyRoundtable.com. Donate today for Sam and Kurt. We declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundtable.com. God save the republic of the United States of America.